Good morning. Brian Jump, SAI PDR Podcast. We had some technical difficulties last week for one or two days. Jared, thanks for giving us a heads up. Jared's our remote Arizona-based audio technician in training. And let us know that our volume, something was wrong with our volume. I don't know if it was the mic or settings or something. Who knows? But I've got a little, I don't know what you call it, like a sound bar on the screen that I check out. And it did look low, but I did all the adjustments I could last week. And who knows what it was. It's not batteries. This thing doesn't take batteries. So I don't know. Maybe I was just whispering. Who knows? Maybe there was a ghost standing between me and the mic. That's plausible. So I don't know. Don't know. All I know is it looks to be better. If it's not, somebody please let me know. It's like, do I have something on my face? Would you tell me? Jake, the hired snake uh, technician last week, had some dirt on his face. He was getting ready to roll out. I'm like, hey, I don't know if anybody else is going to tell you, but I'm going to tell you. Good friends tell you when there's shit on your face. And good friends tell you when your microphone's way too low. So thank you, Jared. You're a good friend. But anyway, how was your weekend? It's Monday, August 1st, last month of the summer. Unless you believe in Indian summers, then you got one more. Uh, Into this month, the family and I are hopefully going to Hawaii. So not a long time, like five days. Get out, put our hands hands and feet in the sand, hop back on the plane, head home. Uh, So yeah, well-deserved, looking forward to it. Our kids are getting on now, so we're aren't going to be taking a whole lot of family vacations when my oldest is 23, daughter's 21, guy's soon to be 22 in November, and uh, Chubbs is uh, 19, so yeah, crazy, crazy, but anyway, weekend, let's go through it, let's get down to some numbers, and we're going to talk about your best customer, and then, what else are we going to talk about? That's something really good. Oh, success stories. That's right. All right, cool. So here we go. I had to look at my notes. Anyway, so weekend, Mazda 3. Jack, real cool guy. Little guy. Uh, San Francisco treat. Not Jack, the car. Uh, his brother uh, gave him this Mazda 3, which is clean, but yet it's not. It looks like it's a typical city car, right? They park by feel on the bumpers. Every panel's got a dent or a side swipe, even the hood. So he's over three G's with us on that thing, and it, and we're he's we're earning it. I'll tell you that right now. I'd rather do a hill car probably, but anyway, doors off. You know, we're talking lots of work, but uh, but yeah, it's about ready to go into paint and body this week. So that was uh, a weekend treat, uh, both Saturday and Sunday, half half of Sunday, and then finally got a break. Uh, Volvo Fish Wagon. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you've heard of that uh, model. It's something new that Volvo's testing out. Uh, it's, it's a beautiful wagon. Comes with surf racks and melted uh, surfboard wax all over the top, and then it smells like fish inside. Uh, which I don't know why Volvo or, or our clients allowed that, but I'm guessing maybe he had some fish, like in like uh, he went fishing and the juice kind of leaked out of the the cooler and got into the carpet. And yeah, it smells delicious. Not every time all of us get in that car to go move it, we're just like, oh man. I'm just, I don't feel good. Uh, so yeah. And then lastly, the Audi El Salvador transport vehicle was here Saturday getting dropped off. Interesting trio. Uh, the husband or something's going back to El Salvador and sat down to explain to me why he hates when people call him Mexican. 
He's not, just because he speaks Spanish does not mean he's Mexican and he gets pissed off when he's compared, like there's something bad being Mexican, whatever, I don't know. But uh, that was a great conversation. Enjoyed enjoyed that as I'm shaking my head back and forth. Uh, so yeah, that was the weekend. Numbers from last month. Uh, good news, bad news. Actually, it's all good news, but it's kind of like going to sound like bad news. Our numbers were down, guys. They were down 15%. In other words... The amount of customers served was down 15%. Oh, no, Brian. Recession. Hold on. Hold on. Get your pencil ready. You ready? Our profits were up 27%. Oh, what? That's right. What does that mean? That means we intentionally said no to customers or priced them out to a no and took the ones that were willing to pay. Oh, wow. I see what you did there, Brian. So imagine working less and making more. Hmm. Grab your chin. Look up to the stars for a moment. Just think. Think. Man, I can make more money and work less? Yes. It's all about the maths. It's actually about a marketing strategy, a pricing strategy. Yeah, it can happen. It's pretty cool. So do we? I don't feel like we worked less last, last month. But we definitely focused on the customers who were going to pay and saw value in what we do. And the cheap ones, no worries. And we closed about 35 to 40%. Last month, I bet you we were probably down to 20, 25. So a little more than one out of five. Between one out of four and one out of five. Well, that's not very good, Brian. Yeah, well, those other guys might come in. They may not. The other PDR techs around here got to eat. So what? I don't need to do the $50 dent. Go ahead and take it somewhere else. Oh, you got that Dodge Challenger with those nasty braces back there? And you think it's cheap? You know, we'll see about that. Hold on, so I just got a text. Um. So let's see, what was I saying? Yeah, so imagine working less, sorry about that, and making more. So, who's your best customer? Bobby's your best customer. The avatar that is, okay? Who's who's happiest? Who gets the most benefit on average from your work? Who's the easiest to serve? Who pays you the most? So the easiest, what you're saying, Brian, is the easiest jobs that pay me the best, where the customer gets the best value from, that's probably my best customer? Yeah, I would say so. Unless you're in it for something else. I, I you know, if I was single, I might say, you know what, I, I'm looking for single ladies with, with damage. Maybe, I probably wouldn't, but it just makes for an interesting conversation, maybe. But that's not what we're looking for, surprisingly, no. We're looking for customers that we can make a lot of money off of, takes very little time, and they get the most benefit from us, from our service. In other words, am I looking for people with tiny little dents? No. We had a couple of people last week that actually, they look like, they came from a, a zip code that, that is a high-earning zip code, Laguna Beach. But like one lady had a Rover. That dent's 245? Yeah. That dent's 245, ma'am. Wow. Now, the lady with a red Lexus. You're kidding me? That's two twenty-five. That dent on my, my radar? Yeah. Wow, they used to be 50 bucks. Yeah, well, you know, 
Price of milk, lady. That's the way it goes. Those weren't our customers. Did we do them? No, we didn't. Neither one of them. Did I sleep last night? Yep, like a baby. Badass. All right. So let's talk about some potential good customers and bad customers real quick. Hail, of course. Now, there's going to be bad hail customers. Who are they? The ones that are that are cash pay or private pay. You want hail customers that are just going to use insurance. If they say they want to pay out of pocket, just it's like somebody coming here with a with a 2003 Yaris. You know what? I'm closed. I just closed right now. What? It says open. There's people inside. I know, but we're having, there's a gas leak. Get rid of that customer as fast as possible. Cut bait. Don't waste your time on people that aren't going to get benefit from what you do and can't afford your service or doesn't don't see the value in it. I get a lot of those people, especially if you just get into a text thing, a lot of those people aren't going to see the value. And you know what? Maybe it's not worth for you to go through the pitch for a one-inch dent for the lady in Laguna Beach. When we had five or six jobs scheduled that day and every day for the next two weeks after her, she doesn't want to spend... 240 bucks on, on a rover go find somebody else there's a lot of guys that'll do that dent for probably 100 bucks will it be perfect probably not will she care maybe maybe not i don't know doesn't matter not our customer not educated didn't do the research doesn't know who i am doesn't know my my brand doesn't know my reputation that's important isn't it we talked about that all right so hail customers Insurance wise, how about large dent customers? Do you want to go after large dent? If you have the skills, why not? They probably will pay more. Probably. Not the guy with the Yaris in the large dent, though, huh? And then what about insurance customers? Customers using insurance. Most of the time, those will pay well, too. Does the customer care how much it's going to cost if insurance is paying? Nope. It's the same as a two party repair. We have one this weekend. Uh, Josh with uh, Purple Rab, which I forgot to mention. We did a I always forget cars we do over the weekends. But uh, yeah, he picked up his uh, his Purple RAV4 with the little Groot doll on the dash, if you know who that is. And uh, maybe not. That's okay. Um, but that was a two-part repair. Did he care that it cost 1400 bucks to fix a door? No. Not at all. So insurance customers can be good. They can also be kind of a pain. Like uh, Dan from last week. Sorry, Dan, if you're listening. Whew. You know you called me every day and texted me a couple times a day instead of let me do my job. I mean, I could have hired him. He, he, he was sourcing parts faster than I could. But I had already found the part, but he had to let me know that it was in four other dealers nearby. Oof. And he's retired. That's probably why. He's just bored. He's got a, And he's got an extra car. His wife doesn't drive. Wait, where's the fire, Dan? All right, so who wouldn't be a good customer? Probably not a small dealer. Probably not. Low inventory, probably cheap. Why? I mean, maybe they're good. You know, they pay me all the money, they see the value. Yeah, it's possible. It's not probable. How about small dent customers like the lady with the, the Rover or the, the Lexus lady who want to pay 50 bucks? I'm going to say that if you lived in the, one of the cheapest spots in Mexico that you couldn't survive on $50 dents. Maybe you could, I don't know. But I'll bet you decent rent down there's at least $500 or $600 for like a one bedroom something. So if you did one $50 dent a day, do the math, 250, 
$1,000 a month? You're not doing that well. And you're living in a shitbox. People pissing on the streets. I don't know, man. I've seen parts of Mexico that were cleaner than the United States. Oaxaca. So, yeah, that's not, that's not your ideal customer. Market to your ideal avatar. What do you mean avatar, Brian? What, what, what's, what's this avatar? You mean the movie? No, I don't mean the movie. It's an archetype. It, it's it's going to be your number one customer. What they look like, you could go as granular as they want. They have these kind of hobbies, but they probably get a little wider. You don't want to go that tight. But their average age, proximity to where you're at, vehicle type. And vehicle type doesn't mean the brand. I'm talking about like the value. Yeah, my average customer, their average vehicle value is fifteen dollars to $60,000 where the average vehicle vehicle price is probably 35 grand. Just say that. Average year. What's the average year of the vehicle? It's 2019, let's say. Okay? And what do they care about? Are they family people? Are they single? All that stuff's your avatar. Do you know it? You should. Getting another text. Give me one second, guys. I get all these texts. All right. Just sent another text. Sorry about that. So your ideal avatar, your ideal customer. And the ones that aren't your ideal customer, cut them as fast as you can. In deal flow, five to ten daily. If you're doing retail, if hail just one one to two a day, doesn't mean you got to do them, but you got to stack your you got to stack your uh, your your calendar, right? I had a guy call me last week. He's got five to ten cars in Amarillo, and he hit up one of the local hail guys there, who I'm I'm not really very friendly with. This guy's kind of a douche, but I, I'm not going to throw him under the bus. I should, kind of did us wrong, but that's, a, that's another story. But uh, he wanted he wanted a little bit of cash back for these five cars. And when I say a little, I mean it was substantial. It was like 20%. And he was pissed because the one hail guy says no. Now, 20%, you're getting five cars. Five cars, you're probably getting at least 25 grand. So what is that, five grand? That's not that big of a deal across five cars. If I needed the work, I probably would have signed on for that. But interesting call. So anyway, all right. So there's Avatar. There's the weekend. There's numbers from last week. You got it all. You're all up to date. Last thing on the docket, success stories. I'm going to go through five guys. And then we're going to go through common denominators. Like what's the the prototypical PDR tech you know, uh, requirement? What, what's the makeup? All right. So first one, Todd from Dallas. He's in Dallas now. He was originally from Tennessee. Trained with us probably 12 plus years ago. It's been a while. I think 12, maybe 10 years. He originally was working with his brother-in-law. His brother-in-law painted bumpers at dealers. Brother-in-law says, hey, go learn how to do dents. We'll team up. We'll hit all these dealers in Nashville, whatever it is. Todd came out and trained with myself and Josh. Two weeks, came back. He had good, he had good skills. I mean, I, I wasn't blown away, but they were good. I've had better techs. But yeah, he's probably a top 10 percenter. Great personality, though. I will tell you that. Upbeat, outgoing guy. 
ran into some other guys somehow, found Hale. Within a year, no, I'm sorry, six months, he was in Europe pushing for Mercedes and Volkswagen in the tents. And people were looking at him, they're like, dude, your work's like, you're at a 10-year level of a tech. So what did he do between the time of training with us for two weeks and then getting to Mercedes? You got to ask yourself that, right? That's a, that's a big-ass jump. That's a BAJ. And a BAJ isn't always that easy to do. A BJ, maybe, but not a BAJ. You know it's going to do that, huh? That was easy. Too easy. That was a laydown. All right, so and I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to simplify time. He put the time in. Okay? And then he, he got hooked up with the right guys. He was the 300 group tech of the year. If you know who the 300 group is, if not, you should look it up. He built a custom house in Tennessee like a year or two after he had been trained. Like a $300,000 house in the Smokies or something. Then after two or three years, he just had a baby daughter. And he says, you know, I don't want to chase Hale when I got a daughter. So he fired up a little mini dealership, a buy here, pay here. Some people told him, hey, this is the right way to do it. But he was still out pushing some hail to help pay the bills to start off with that. And the manager who ran the, and ran the store kind of shit on it. Didn't work. Had to close up shop, wholesale all his cars. Went back to doing hail the next couple seasons. After that, he spent and said, hey, Brian, I started a body shop. I'm going to do a body shop. There's so much money in paint and this and that and the other. Uh, I don't know, Todd. No, trust me. It's going to be good. Okay. I ran a body shop. I hate it. A true buy shop with all the overhead costs sucks. It's very expensive. But whatevs. I even went out there in, in Pelham, Alabama, and I trained a couple students in a loft in his body shop. Paid him some money, got to hang out, checked out the place. It was probably like March, March, April or something one year. That body shop lasted about a year. He sold it. Same thing. He's like, yeah, you're right. Too much work, not enough money, pain in the ass. Back to doing hail. And now he works for a small family body shop in Dallas and he's their number one guy and gets all their hail. It makes good money. And now he's got two little girls uh, with the wife and they're comfortably living out in Dallas doing very well. So there's Todd. Number two, Corey. Corey came to me, he just turned 16. He was 15 when he signed up. His mom came with him. She stayed here. She would actually hang out in the front, front lobby while he trained. Uh, had a group of friends that, that told him to do this anywhere from his age to 18. They were all very young, uh, out of Wichita, I believe. Within a year, he'd bought a Viper, sent me a photo. I'm like, ah, oh, that's really cool, Corey. So he did very well. Once again, not the kind of tech that blew me away, but just got shit done, right? Put his nose down. And I think because he had friends, he had his little network, it helped. But within another year, he had two houses. So first I kind of shit on him for buying the Viper, but then he straightened up right and flew right and got got two uh, two house two income properties. So I'm like, all right, this kid's off and running. Number three, Christian in Calgary, worked for a buy shop, came down here with the wife, originally from South Africa, had some problems. He was already trained, but we just couldn't do good work. So we basically tuned him up. Within six months, he bought a year in Calgary after we really kind of put our hooks in him. Number four, Christopher from Sydney, a former hairdresser, said, you know, I don't want to be a hairdresser. I want to push dance. 
Went back to Sydney, started doing hails. Actually started doing dealers, then some hail. And never looked at dealers again. And I'll never forget, he brought us some some snacks, some weird little toast cracker thing that was gross. And then Vegemite, which is like the Australian snack, which is just like smeared vegetables. Yum. So yeah, Christopher from Sydney. Number four, Anders from Sweden. Anders, really nice guy. Brought the family out for a vacation. I'll never forget our kids sitting at BJ's Pizza grill or whatever and looking at their kids and our kids looking at his kids and just smiling and they couldn't talk because the, the Swedes the kids didn't speak they spoke Swedish or whatever it is they didn't speak English the parents spoke English of course but but uh, what Anders wanted to do is he wanted to provide for his family he wanted to take two holidays a year one month each so they would work ten months but then they'd take two months off he would go to Thailand Italy Spain USA whatever Every year with the family. Very family focused. I love that guy. We had a lot in common. Good dude. So what's the common denominator between all five of these five of these success stories? They made PDR a priority. Number two, they stayed calm during the storm, but they focused. They never wavered. They knew they were going to learn it, and they knew they were going to be successful. Most of them trained two weeks, not one. They made it a priority, didn't they? Ah, I can only come one week. Then you aren't making it a priority, are you? I don't care what the excuse is. I, I, I've got a birthday party to go. Oh, well, I'm sorry. I've got a student right now. He pops in and out. He's a local kid. The PDR is his last priority. Birthday parties, bar mitzvahs, uh, a soccer match on TV. He's not coming to train. Yeah, you imagine how good he is. Yeah, and he's got some natural skills, but... What can I do if he doesn't want to put the time in? You got to have family support, which that kid, by the way, does. Has tons of it, but it doesn't matter. Uh, A lot of these people stayed in touch, at least for the first month. They asked for marketing help, billing, estimating, and lead generation. And we gave it to them in spades. They had character. They they had belief. They they, They maybe doubted like we all do sometimes, but they stuck it through. It's as simple, guys, as daily mantras or manifestations. You just got to tell yourself, I'm going to get this. I'm going to get this. I'm going to be successful. I'm going to be successful. If you say that and write that down, our brains are simple. It's the same. Flip the switch. You suck. You suck. You're never going to get this. You'd buy into some of that. It's human It's it's human nature. We, we do. But you flip it the other way, you're going to also buy it on the positive side. Just as Just equally as much, believe it or not. Manifestations are powerful. If you get anything out of the, this podcast, invest in that. Soak, soak your, your mind into that one. It's crazy how, how they are, how good they are. Anyway, that's it. Congratulations. Pat yourself on the back. You reached the finish line. Did I even say who this was? This is Brian Jump. You're listening to the SAI Million Dollar PDR Podcast, where we talk about tips, tricks, training, tools, tacos, tips tacos occasionally we'll talk about volkswagen the porsches maybe some college baseball or indie ball my son's still out my oldest boy's still out we'll talk about that i know you want to hear about it you want an update okay sure i'll give it to you uh hunter jumps out in frederick maryland he was yesterday in uh, west virginia he's playing indie ball still graduated university in kentucky this last uh spring um they did not make the regionals so uh 
and then he graduated. He's got, he's a fifth year, so he's got his bachelor's and one year into his master's. Very proud of him. And uh, my daughter's actually uh, going uh, into biology and she's, or actually chemistry, excuse me, and she's gonna get into pre-med, but today she does her first ride along. Uh, they want you to be an EMT for the hours and everything. If you do that, it's easy apparently to get into med school. So she's doing her first, she's going out in an ambulance today, which is pretty crazy. They're gonna be going to pick up, pick up the dead or something. It's nuts, absolutely crazy. My daughter's gonna be driving. I hope she's all right, it's nuts, right? So that should be cool. I go take a picture. So we might get some stories from that. Uh, speaking of which, if you've ever w- want to see a good uh, EMT movie, uh, Ambulance with Jake Gyllenhaal was pretty good. I recommend it. He plays a bad guy. Spoiler alert. Um, so that's it, guys. We're 25 minutes in exactly. I appreciate you, man. Enjoy your, your first day of August. Did I mention to go hug your mom and dad if they're still around? Send them a text, send them a call. If they annoy you, how about an email? Just saying. I'm not going to say why. But family's special. Anyway, that's it. I'm going to bounce. Have a great Monday. If the volume wasn't loud enough, let me know. Thank you, audio technician Jared. You guys have yourself a great day, and we'll catch you on the next. What is it? SAI. PDR pot? No. Million dollar. Don't forget that word. It's important. Manifestations. Million dollar PDR podcast. Bye-bye for now, guys.